got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English with stints. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. <laughs> Happy New Year! Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I have had the I don't know if it pleasure is the right word, but I have been, Ill <laughs> uh, my eyes have been opened to the malady that is referred to as Neil Brain. And I'll, I'll talk about him in, in, a, in just a second. I'll let my, my co-host introduce himself. Hi, I'm producer Dave. Um, yes, I too have delved into a little bit of the works of Neil Breen. Um, I'll allow Marcus to take it, take it from here because I, I I'm stunned for words. Let's put it that way. Okay, so so this is this is the thing. It, it's, and I'll 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 explain a little bit of backstory. So I, I I like to peruse Netflix quite a bit, and I just I scour Netflix every now and again just to check. because I'm an, I'm a YouTuber in my other life as well as in part of my other life. But I scour just to check various things, film, TV shows, books, and so on and so forth. And there's a channel that I follow uh, on YouTube, which is called Fanflix, and it's uh, Fanboy Flix, sorry. The host watches very, very bad movies, and he talks about them in a very humorous way. So I was watching it recently, and one of the films he was talking about was a film called Pass Through, which is by this filmmaker called Neil Breen. Now, uh, producer Dave, we have to sit down, and we have to now binge watch um, Neil Breen's filmography. So we can binge watch that in a day. We'll do that. And uh, and we'll talk about it on the show. You're the master of binge watching. I don't binge watch anything. So therefore, <laughs> the, the, the pain will be even worse for me. I'm sorry, but I, I will leave that one to you. Fair enough. I tell you what, I'll do it over the Christmas. I'll try and do it over the Christmas holidays. And when we come back uh, in the new season, I will uh, I will tell you all about each film in 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 very minute, excruciating detail. You listen to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. We've just been talking about Neil Breen. If you don't want to watch his movies, but you want to watch a humorous take on those movies, go and find Fanboy Flicks on YouTube and check it out. Uh, the host on that show, pretty incisive with his uh, with his uh, comedy. Um, yeah, go check it out. <laughs> 
Come and tell us what you think. But now, let's jump into film and TV news. We're rapidly approaching the end of 2021. So what we normally like to do, either towards the end of the year, we tend to talk about Christmas movies and whatnot, but we're not going to do that today. We're going to talk about, we're going to look forward. We're going to look at the year coming, uh, which is 2022. And I'm currently on the Rotten Tomatoes website. There's an article they have on there. It was published on, uh, in September where they uh, put out 46 most anticipated movies of 2022. So what I would like to do, I'm going to like to I like to use this part of the show. We're going to go through those 46 movies. I'll give a, a very brief um, description of what the movie is, who's going to be in the movie, and I'll throw to my producer and ask him if Rotten Tomatoes are correct in their assumption that this is going to be an anticipated, hotly anticipated movie. And I'll ask producer Dave if he wants to go and watch the movie. So it's not going to be my choice. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you whether I. Well, actually, I'll, I'll probably chip in here and here and there. But it's mainly producer Dave that I'm interviewing here. So let's start with what's coming up in January. The Three Five Five, which is a film directed by Simon Kimberg, is going to star Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Diane Kruger, Penelope Cruz, Sebastian Stan, and Edgar Ramirez. <clears throat> and the film is a spy thriller about a group of international agents who band together to recover a top secret weapon from a dangerous mercenary. Um, what do you think? Do you think this is a movie you want to go see, David? I'll give it a whiz. Oh, <laughs> you've given, what, what does give it a whiz mean? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at the, um, I'll take a look at the trailer and see if it uh, draws me into the cinema. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next one, uh, which is uh, 45, Deep Water, directed by Adrian Lyne, uh, starring Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Uh, ben Affleck and Anna de Armas star in this, in this thriller based on the eponymous novel by Patricia Highsmith, who wrote Strangers on a Train, Talented Mr. Ripley, Carol, about a married couple at odds with each other who begin to play dangerous mind games with each other, with each other eventually leading to murder. I've never heard of this one before, Deep Water. Is that something you think you might watch, David? I like the premise, okay. but um, there was just one person in there that gives me pause. I'll let you guess who oh, that ben is. Affleck? Sorry? Ben Affleck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, only mentioned, I only mentioned four names. <laughs> and Anna de Amos, I think, she, if, I, if Anna de Amos is the same person I'm thinking of, she's the one in... Uh, Knives Out. I thought she was brilliant in Knives Out, if she's the person I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, so Ben Affleck gives you pause. Really? You don't like Ben Affleck? I didn't say I didn't like him. I'm just... He just gives you pause. Yes, gives me gives me pause. Okay, fair enough. So you're, so we'll say, we'll put down a fence. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be very ruthless. Anything that you say, yeah, maybe I might check out, I'll push that to the yes. Anything you say, eh, I'm not so sure, I'll push that to the no. So, so far, it's it's uh, one film, yes, one film, no. All right, next one, Scream. This is Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Jack Quaid. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> Scream is coming back. That's basically, well, this is what, the fifth one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the Wes Craven uh, horror franchise. Okay, so everybody knows Scream. You've said yes, so that's two in the yes column. 
Ooh, this one's interesting. Sesame Street, uh, starring Anne Hathaway, Bo Burnham, uh, Bo Burnham, Chance the Rapper. Is this something you might want to watch? Well, <laughs> Sesame Street um, does bring back some fond memories. Um, it's always like a yes. So uh, it's one of those that I possibly would give a, whiz, a give, give a view into. Yeah. You say give a whiz. I'm sure. Isn't whiz urine? That's, no, no. Well, okay. well, it never used to mean. That. Fair enough, if you say so. Uh, so giveaways, you say. I'll, I'll, I'll say take a peek in next in, in future. Take a peek. Much better. Take a peek is much better. Okay, fair enough. Let's move down the line. Now we start to get into my territory. Morbius. Uh, this is starring Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Jared Harris, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Michael Keaton. So this is a, in, an entry in the Spider, the Sony Spider Verse. So we had um, uh, what is his name? We had uh, Venom, right? Venom recently. They just had a okay. Venom is part of the Sony universe. We know Venom is a Spider-Man villain. Uh, this is another Spider-Man villain that is coming out, getting his own film. Morbius. It's played by Jared Leto, uh, who is who's a um, uh, he's a scientist who's trying to look for a way to cure himself. He's has he has I can't remember exactly what disease he actually has. He has a rare blood disease of some sort. So he tries to cure himself, um, and then he actually becomes a vampire-like character. Um, so it's kind of like an anti-hero, if you will. Um, and, and we know that this is firmly in the Tom Holland Spider-Verse because Michael Keaton, who played Vulture, is in this one as Vulture. So we, so there's that. There's going to be that crossover. So they're building up. Plus, in the trailer, you see uh, one of the um, graph graffiti on the wall about Spider-Man. So we know it's firmly in Spider-Universe. Um, so this one, are you looking forward to seeing it, Priest Dave? I, this is one that I will definitely have to go and have a look at. Yeah, I agree. I'm this one. I'm firmly feet firmly in. Yes, I'm there. All right, let's move on to February now. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. I'm producer Dave. And as this is what the last show for 2021, we're going through the uh, Rotten Tomatoes 46 most anticipated movies of 2022. And we're now in the month of February, starting with Jackass Forever. So the, the gang come back, Johnny Knoxville, Steve O, uh, Wee Man, Sean McElney, I'm not pronouncing his name well. Producer Dave, were you a fan of Jackass? And is this a film that you're going to go see? No, I've been, what I've taken a peek at Fail Army and they're just like too much for me. So, no. Oh. Okay, so that's, a, that's firmly in the no column. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to Marry Me, which is by Jennifer Lopez or with Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, Sarah Silverman, and a number of other people. So this one is about uh, Jennifer Lopez. It's a rom-com uh, with Jennifer Lopez, uh, who is a... Uh, celebrity, she's a, she plays kind of a singer, kind of like herself, like a global celebrity who, after she discovers that her partner is having an affair, she decides to marry a stranger in her in her crowd, and she picks Owen Wilson. And if it's effectively, it's just it's that rom com. Obviously, you know you know how it's going to end. They're going to be happy at the end together and whatnot. But it's the relationship that you go through. Is this a film that you think you might want to see? Um, didn't she star in Giggly? She did. Yes. With actor Ben Affleck. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Does that make it a yes or no? <laughs> um, what did I say to the Ben Affleck film? 
You said you might give it, uh, you, you said you're not too sure. So I pushed it into the no column. Okay. Well, in that case, I, I, would, I would say I would push that into the same column as the Ben Affleck film. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, right. We'll move on. We'll move swiftly on. Death on the Nile. This is directed by Kenneth Branagh, also starring uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, and Gal Gadot, Armie Hammer, Annette Benning, Rose Leslie, Letitia Wright. It's a uh, follow-up to uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which came out a few years ago. Is this one you're going to see, Producer Dave? I've seen this film several times. So uh, not this particular film, but I've seen... Of course. Different so, uh, information. Maybe I'll wait until it comes on TV. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Um, next one, Uncharted, directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, known from things like Zombieland, etc. Um, he's going to be directing Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas. Uh, they, this is basically like an Indiana Jones-style action-adventure film based on a video game called uh, Uncharted. And it's basically, uh, and Tom Holland plays Nathan Drake. What do you think? From that sort of description, producer Dave, would you go and watch it? Yeah, I'll go, go to that. Yeah, same here. Anything Tom Holland does, I'm, I'm in 100%. It wasn't so much... Just Tom Holland, it was some of the other stars as well. Javier Bardem, yeah, yes, no, not Javier Bardem, uh, Antonio Banderas, yeah, him too, yeah, him too, yes, absolutely. Uh, no, this one, absolutely, I'm firmly in. So, in, in the month of February, so far for me, Uncharted is the one I will absolutely go and see. And then you have Ambulance, directed by Michael Bay, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, who you recognize him from things like. Uh, he's uh, Black Manta from Aquaman. It says here in the description, Michael Bay turns down his blockbuster tendencies just a bit for a smaller scale thriller about a pair of thieves who unknowingly rob an ambulance carrying a paramedic and a patient in critical condition. So it's a remake of a Danish film uh, that is most likely going to be released in February next year. Producer Dave, did that uh, little tip of the film, that little description of the film, did that grab your attention? It did. Um, I'm kind of tempted to go and have a look at the, um, the, the original Danish film as well. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely have a look at this one. Okay, excellent. Uh, and the last one for February is Rumble. It is animation. Uh, it stars Will Arnett, Terry Crews, Ben Schwartz, Becky Lynch. Uh, and it says here, what do you get if you cross an animation studio with WWE? Paramount decided to find out and their joint venture with WWE Studios brings this family comedy set in a world where humans and monsters live alongside each other, except that the monsters are professional wrestlers. Um, the, uh, Geraldine Viswanathan plays a young girl who aims to coach an inexperienced monster played by Will Arnett. You know Will Arnett, you, you, recognize, you, you recognize him from the TV show Arrested Development, um, and you recognize his voice as Lego Batman uh, to make him a champion. Is this something that you think you might wanna watch? I think this this would more be aimed at someone who enjoys professional wrestling, um, like that show that. Yes, uh, Atomic Drop. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if for me, Will Arnett is what makes me want to watch this. It's animation, but still, I like Will Arnett's voice. I like what he does whenever he does it, but it doesn't really pull for me. So the, for me, February Uncharted takes it. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we're just going through the rundown of the of Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten Tomatoes, um, 46 most anticipated movies of 2022. And we're down to March. And the first one in March 
pretty much has already ticked the box for me anyway. It's The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Jeffrey Wright, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, John Turturro, Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell. It is basically going back to uh, the early stage of Batman, to a younger version of Batman, um, where we're just beginning to see some of the uh, relative, you know, some of the known villains like uh, Penguin and Riddler and so on and so forth coming up. So anyway, the reason I'm, I'm raving about this one in particular is because I have the ultimate faith in Robert Pattinson. I think Pattinson is going to hit it out of the park as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. Um, there are a lot of people who disagree with me. In fact, there is an ongoing bet between myself and friend of the show and friend of mine, Michael Amaria, actor Mike, Michael Amaria. Um, and the stakes are essentially, I believe that this movie will be considered a success and Robert Pattinson will be considered a success. Critically, objectively, he will be considered a success. If I win, uh, or rather if, um, if Michael Mario wins, where he says that Robert Pattinson is not considered a critical success for this movie, I can't even remember what I'm supposed to be doing, but there is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the stakes are essentially that if I were to win, Michael Mario goes to Comic-Con dressed as Catwoman, raising a, a banner throughout a, a Comic-Con saying, um, I'll, I'll be your Catwoman, um, our pats. So that's basically my end of the deal. If I win, that's what's going to happen. So I have a lot of stake in this particular film. Producer Dave, are you interested in seeing The Batman? I will view it because of uh, just interest, to be quite honest. Uh, so that's March. We'll leave it from there. We'll move on to April, where Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2 uh, drops, starring Ben Schwartz and Tika Stumpter. Stumpter? I, I, I don't know who Tika Stumpter is, but I'll probably recognize his face. This movie follows on from the success of Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out a few years ago. Um, it was, that was a surprise success. It's based off of the Sonic the Hedgehog video game. Um, and it is about this uh, blue alien hedgehog that is faster than the speed of light. Um, ben Schwartz voices Sonic. He's very good in it. I like Ben Schwartz and a lot of stuff that he's done. Um, we don't know if Jim Carrey is coming back as Dr. Robotnik. He was excellent in part one. Um, so we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. So uh, producer Dave, did you get to watch Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I didn't. So if I watch this one, I have to watch the first one first. So um, uh, to get an understanding of it. Fair enough. Not very likely. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one, The Northman, which stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and Bjork. Uh, so this is from the man who brought us The Witch and the Lighthouse. So The Witch is one film and The Lighthouse is a different film. Uh, that one stars Willem Dafoe. Uh, returns, uh, and our Pats uh, from The Batman. Uh, um, this one, he returns, this is uh, Robert Eggers. He returns with this revenge thriller, again set in the past. Anya Taylor-Joy, who starred in The Witch, reunites with Robert Eggers alongside a all-star cast uh, for the story of a Viking prince out to avenge the death of his father. So yeah, so this is this is one that I think is going to gather gather a lot garner a lot of uh, critical attention. David, what do you think? I'm curious because I want to see um, Bjork. So yes, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, and then the third one that's coming out in April is Lost City of D, starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. 
This is a rom-com. Rom, it's actually, it's a romantic action adventure that stars um, Sandra Bullock as a reclusive romance novelist who embarks on a book tour uh, with the cover model, played by Channing Tatum, of her latest book, only for the pair to be swept up in a jungle adventure while kidna a kidnapping attempt goes awry. Uh, it's, someone says, it's like Tom Sawyer and Hick Fun, uh, sorry, Tom Sawyer and Hawk Finn in a modern day treasure hunters. Uh, they're, they're modern day treasure hunters. It's a romantic action comedy. It kind of reminds me of uh, the uh, Michael Douglas, Catherine, uh, uh, um, Kathleen Turner films back in the eighties. Do you remember Jewel of the Nile and- Rats in the Stone. Yes. So it kind of reminds me of something like that. So I, I'm, I'm in. And I would not be surprised if The Rock makes, if, a, if The Rock makes a cameo in this, I'm not, there's been no indication he's going to make a cameo in this. But The Rock has this, how can I put it? Penchant for appearing in movies set in the jungle. I mean, if you look at his career, he did Welcome to the Jungle. He did Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. He did a lot of the Hercules movie, well, the Hercules movie he did. They went in the jungle. The most recent one that he did with Ryan Reynolds, he ends up in the jungle. It's it's kind of like a bit of his contract that you can imagine that he has in his in his contract. At some point, they need to end up in the jungle. That's the rock. So I'm not a, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if he pops up in this one. Although there's no indication so far. So for me personally, uh, the April um, offerings: Sonic the Hedgehog Part Two, The Northman, and Lost City of D. Nah, I'd I'd a push. I would go with Lost City of D because I like Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. I mean, I really, really like Alexander Skarsgård, but I don't know. I haven't seen either The Witch or Lighthouse, although they've been critically successful. I, I'm, I'm pushing for Lost City of D. Let's go see that. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. I'm producer Dave, and I won't go for that, that one. Uh, I, I'll, I'll stick with a Skarsgård one. You'd go with the Skarsgård one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, in May, oh, wow, this one is uh, wow. Okay, Legally Blonde three, um, starring Reese Witherspoon. So she's coming back and reprising the character uh, that she made famous way back in the day. How long ago was that? That was like in the early. That was almost twenty years ago, right? Um, so anyway, she's coming back. Jennifer Coolidge is also coming back in in the film Legally Blonde. It's I can't remember the name of the character. It's not in the uh, in the notes, but it is. If if you've never seen it, it is basically it, it takes it's it's taking that stereotype of blonde women being dumb, and it's just flipping it on its head because the main character again I can't remember her name, played by Reese Witherspoon. The very first episode, she is a preppy blonde girl who is I think heartbroken by her boyfriend who leaves to go to uh, law school I think he goes to Harvard um, and he breaks up with her because he says that he has he, he needs to marry someone and I may be butchering this but he wants to marry someone he wants to be with someone that is intelligent and can hold a conversation something along those lines and she says to prove him wrong by actually going to Harvard so she ends up in Harvard and she shows that she's got smarts and intelligence and not all blonde, you know, blondes are not just all dim and, um, you know, puppies and so on and so forth and pink and whatnot. But anyway, that's, I've, there are a lot of fans of Legally Blonde that are like, dude, shush, shut up. You're, no, you are, you are not doing it justice, so be quiet. Um, and to be honest, I'll say yes, I'm not doing it 
um, justice. I did watch it about a year ago. I watched it recently about a year ago. And I would say a lot <laughs> there, there's going to be a lot of cleaning up to do with regards to the, the level of jokes that were used. Obviously, it was set back in a time where a lot of those jokes could be done. Those jokes are not going to be replicated these days. There's going to be a lot of problem with it. But I don't know. Let's see what Legally Blonde 3 is going to say to us in May 2022. Producer Dave, will you be rushing out to go watch Legally Blonde 3? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Straight up. No. Move on. Um, and we'll move on to what, as anybody who's listened to this show already knows, is going to be my pick for the month of uh, May. If there's nothing else that I watch in the entire year, it will be this. And it is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is directed by Sam Remy, um, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams, Chiwetel Ejiofo. Uh, it is the MCU's Doctor Strange installment. It's part two to Doctor Strange, or rather the second entry of, for Doctor Strange in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the fact that the names in there included uh, Elizabeth Olsen, those of you who are MCU fans know Elizabeth Olsen is the Scarlet Witch. So the fact that she's in this movie means that they're going to carry on from the, um, what is it, from the uh, uh, um, WandaVision, the TV show on, um, on Disney Plus, WandaVision. It's going to carry on from there. And obviously, we've been seeing trailers for, uh, for Spider-Man No Way Home. It also includes Doctor Strange. And there's going to be obviously multiverse included in there. So it's most likely going to continue from that point and then continue from WandaVision. And those two are going to collide. And the fact that Chiwetel Ejiofor pops up in there, um, he played Modor. Uh, I may be, no, I, I think I've given, given the wrong name, but he, he was in Doctor Strange, the first one. He was um, essentially not necessarily his mentor, but his partner in the first Doctor Strange. So he pops up in this one as well. So it's also a continuation, or at least you're going to harken back to uh, the first Doctor Strange and then come back into this one. I, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I am in. I've already said on numerous occasions that the MCU can pretty much have my money because they throw anything out. Although, and when we start doing our uh, episodes, our MCU episodes, our MCU spoiler episodes, I'm going to have some very harsh words to say about the most recent crop of films that come out. I'm going to be talking about um, Black Widow. I'm going to be talking about, um, uh, what Shang is it? Shang-Chi, The Eternals. I, I will, out of those three, just as a spoiler, out of those three, my preference of which one is better than which goes, um, it goes Shang-Chi, Black Widow, and Eternals, because the more I think about Eternals, the more I think it was a good film, but they would, it's sort of one of those things where you watch it and you should just not think about it after you finish watching it. Because if, the more you think about it, the more it sort of falls apart. And what's worse, I start to think about ways it could be improved. And I'm no great storyteller myself. So if I can, off the top of my head, without much research or whatever, come up with what I think is a better storyline than what they did. And it's not even the storyline. It's just basically taking what they did and just said, well, no, you shouldn't have gone in that direction. You should, should simply just have done this instead. You still, you, you can still tell the story that you have and it would eliminate 
at least 30% of the problems that you had. Anyway, but we'll talk about that during the spoilers and I'll chuck all my ideas in there and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, that was talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's coming out in May, 2022. And the third movie that is coming out in 3032 is <laughs> John Wick Chapter 4. This one, John Wick Chapter 4. If you're following the John Wick saga, it's uh, Keanu Reeves. And it's basically Keanu Reeves is a uh, hitman who, or an assassin. In part one, he go, he retires and his, because his wife, uh, he, he gets married and his wife dies and his wife gives him a dog and his dog gets killed and that drags him back into the life. And so we follow the three films with him pretty much killing everybody that he meets. And episode or chapter four is then coming out and we'll see how that goes. Um, that brings us to the midway point of the year. So we come to June. Oh, just before, just before we go into June, there's Top Gun Maverick. Um, Tom Cruise comes back, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm. Um, British Dave, what do you think? Are you gonna be watching that? I'm going to watch, uh, uh, I will watch the uh, Doctor Strange movie. I will watch the John Wick movie. Not too keen, to be quite honest, on watching the Maverick movie. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And just before we begin with the uh, month of June 2020, because we're talking about, uh, we're, we're discussing Rotten Tomatoes, 46 most anticipated movies of 2022. We're just about to go into June, but I just want to mention, um, we talked about in April, Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2 is coming out, the sequel uh, is coming out, and uh, Jim Carrey, the, the trailer dropped recently, and Jim Carrey is all over that, that trailer as Dr. Robotnik. And to be honest, I can't see anybody else playing Dr. Dr. Robotnik. He nailed it in the first one. Uh, I think he's going to be even, even better in the second one. Anyway, let's move on to June. And at the moment, Ron Tomato has this film listed as the untitled Elvis biopic. And it's starring Austin Butler, don't know who he is, uh, but then you've got Tom Hanks, he's got Olivia de Young, Clark, uh, Gary Clark Jr., Kevin House, Harrison Jr., and Baz Luhrmann is directing it. He's directing this slice of life uh, biopic of the relationship between a young Elvis Presley and his manager, Colonel Tom Parker and Colonel, uh, Colonel Tom Parker is going to be played by Tom Hanks. So um, I think it's it's more a Colonel Tom Parker movie. So those people who are big Elvis fans probably will most likely know about his manager. You know, people say good things about him. People say bad things. Watch the biopic. Do your research. Find out if you want to. Um, Producer Dave, does this sound like something you want to go watch? Not really. <laughs> wow, not a big Elvis fan or not a big Colonel Tom Parker fan? Uh, not really a big Elvis fan. I see. Fair enough, not a problem. Uh, one that's coming out in June is Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. So that's the part three or part six, if you're looking at all of them being uh, in the same, obviously in the same universe, right? Um, so it's part six of the Jurassic franchise, the Jurassic Park franchise. But it's part three in the, the new version of uh, Jurassic Park, which is basically entitled Jurassic World. Chris Pratt returns, so does Bryce Dallas Howard. Laura Dern uh, now pops up with Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. So a uniting of the original three stars of Jurassic Park 
which is the reason why I'm saying is Jurassic Park Part Six. Uh, so they're all coming back in, and uh, this is obviously because if you had followed, uh, if you're following the Jurassic World series uh, in the second one, which was a few years ago, I think that was I, I can't remember what it was called, uh, but obviously it's Jurassic World. Um, the dinosaurs have been unleashed into the world. So you see one of the very last, it's in the trailer. And the bit is in the trailer, which a lot of people complained about that because the way the trailer made it look, it looked like if that was something that was happening from the middle of the movie going forward, but it actually was just the last scene of the movie where you see different dinosaurs, different assortment of dinosaurs in the wild, if you will, or in nature, in you know, interacting with people and animals, etc. So we're obviously following on from that particular uh, part. That was Lost Kingdom, that's it. Jurassic World, Lost Kingdom. Uh, British Dave, is the Jurassic World or the Jurassic, yeah, call it Jurassic World. Does that sort of tickle your fancy? Is that something you want to go watch? It does because uh, I quite like the, the original movie with Laura Dern and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if they, brought the two kids back as well but uh and obviously they would have grown up so that would have been Ooh, that's a good that's a good point that's a good point um it's not listed and i haven't gone into uh into imdb to find out bd wong returns who was also he was in um lost kingdom i think he was in the producer i think he's been the constant throughout most of them uh maybe not jurassic world uh, jurassic park part three but he's been the constant throughout most of the uh, jurassic franchise so he's in there as well um and then the third one that has been listed in June is Lightyear. 2020, this was Lightyear, it's coming out in 2022. Lightyear is basically a spin-off of the Toy Story franchise, but this time it is uh, talking, it's focusing on the character, the real Buzz Lightyear. So for anybody who's been living under a rock or has just woken up from a 30-year coma, um, Toy Story franchise basically follows these toys, Woody being a cowboy and Buzz Lightyear being a spaceman, you know, an astronaut, um, who in, in the first one, he believes that he's real, but he's a toy, etc. So this one, Lightyear, is focusing on the actual person that that toy was based on. So it just says here, the Toy, uh, toy Story franchise proper has come to an end, presumably, but Pixar says, there is still more fun to be had with these characters, just in a different way. Fresh off his stint as MCU's Captain America, Chris Evans will lend his voice to the real Buzz Lightyear, the astronaut who was the inspiration for the action figure voiced by Tim Allen in the prequel that will explore how he became famous and uh, he became so famous they turned him into a toy. So, producer Dave, were you a fan of the Toy Story franchise and is Lightyear something you think you're gonna go watch? I've watched them all on TV, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, watch my, I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, out of the three that we mentioned for June, this one is the one that I'm going to go see. Mainly because Pixar, there are a lot of few films I haven't seen. Um, it, the the last, last maybe three films I haven't seen. I've been a huge Pixar fan from, from, day, from day dot, if you will. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed their work. The Toy Story franchise, I've seen all of what they have, what they've output, um, the main, the movies, that is, let's not talk about the TV series and stuff like that, but I've seen more, the, all of the movies, the four movies that came out. This one for me is strong because A, it's Pixar, and uh, two, it's Chris Evans. I love Chris, Chris Evans. Captain America, 
um, Stormpiercer, uh, no, it's not Stormpiercer, um, Snowpiercer, uh, Knives Out. Dude is amazing. Fantastic for, he's amazing. He's got, he's got, ta- he's got range, he's got talent. Um, watching him, but hearing the character with his voice may throw it for me. But for me, that's what I'm going to be picking for June. Anyway, we'll move on to July. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm producer Dave. And we are going through Rotten Tomatoes' 46 most anticipated movies of 2022. We're now in the month of July. Wow, this is halfway through the month. In fact, what we're going to do, we'll power through a lot of these. So we may not say all 46, so I'll pick some skip. Um, but I'll go with the big ones, like Minions, Rise of Guru. So those of you who know the Minions, I filmed Minions. I think this is sort of a, uh, it's from a, the Despicable Me franchise. So it started off with Despicable Me, where Gru was the uh, villain turned hero, and he had all these minions that were really, really cute. Uh, they were basically his sidekicks. So they then had a spinoff of their own, and now they've come back with Rise of Gru, which is, I guess, because at the end of the first one, they meet Gru as a boy. And so this, I guess, is where we're going through um, seeing how they help him evolve into being this master villain. Producer Dave, is Rise of Gru something you think you're going to watch? Uh, possibly. I'm not too sure. No, you're not too sure. Okay, so we'll put that on the fence. The next one, however, is one that I am absolutely going to... It, it's, I don't care what anybody says. I'm in there. I've said it multiple times. My money goes to uh, MCU as soon as it comes out. This is... Thor, Love and Thunder. So the the part four, if you will, in the Thor branch of the MCU. Uh, Chris Hemsworth returns, uh, bringing with him Tessa Thompson. Natalie Portman uh, returns as well. Uh, She played the love interest in Thor 1 and Thor 2. She didn't show up in Ragnarok. In fact, she didn't show up in any of the other movies after that because apparently there was some whole big falling out behind the scenes uh, from Thor 2. They... For, not Photoshop, they chop her into Avengers Endgame, but it's not, it wasn't really, she wasn't there to perform for that. They just cut from Thor 2 and put her in there. But this time she's fully back uh, in Thor, Love and Thunder. Christian Bale is also going to be in it. They mentioned the Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, Karen Gillan, and uh, Pom Clementiev. So essentially the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it as well. Because as we saw at the end of um, Endgame, Thor rides off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So most likely, it'll probably just pop up uh, just to drop him off in wherever new Asgard is supposed to be or whatever, and then carry on from there. Christian Bale plays Gore, the God, the God Butcher. And I've been reading up on him, and wow, I think Christian Bale is, a, is, is going to do that, that character mad justice. Um, so can't wait to see that. Uh, Producer Dave, I don't care what you think of this one. I'm seeing Thor, Love and Thunder. But just for the sake of, you know, asking, will you be watching this movie? Yes, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) You chose right, sir. You chose right. Uh, Also coming out that month will be Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, directed by David Yates. It'll have Eddie Redmayne, uh, Jude Laws coming back. Uh, You've got Ezra Miller coming back. Mads Mikkelsen is replacing Johnny Depp. Uh, Dan Fogler is going to be in it as well. And it's just basically continuing the saga of Newt Scamander and uh, eventually effectively tracking and interplaying with the crimes of Grindelwald, if you will. Matt Mickelson is now taking over from Johnny Depp due to all of the issues that Johnny Depp had 
social issues and so on and so forth in the public eye. We don't need to rehash all that stuff. You can just go and type it in, in Google and you'll find out why. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. David Campbell, is this a movie you're going to be seeing? Possibly. I don't know. I haven't seen the first one. Really? Okay. No. Well, this is the third one. So, so <laughs> probably likely you're not going to be seeing this one. Okay. <laughs> The next movie, and this is this is probably the, okay in the month of in the month of in the month of August, right? We're talking about were we talking about August? No, July. Ooh, in, okay, they seem to have skipped August. I think nothing's coming out in August um, because they've skipped it. However, they've crammed a lot into July because there are three movies that are competing for my attention. Like I said, I'm only going to pick one, but these are the two that will basically, if for example, they postpone. For love and in love and thunder uh, to August, then one of the other ones that I will be picking for July will be Nope, which is directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, they say rumored as actors in it are Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya. The, the details of the film still remain sort of under wraps, but it's still expected to go in that suspense horror genre. Stephen Yuen is also rumored to be in it. Stephen Yuen, you know him from uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, also in, uh, is it uh, Minari or Mitari? Minari, recently won an Oscar. Um, for, he didn't win the Oscar, but I think it was uh, best film, best picture. But um, Jordan Peele, the three, so far, this will be the third in his, you know, in his uh, oeuvre, if you will, Get Out, Us. I loved both films. I thought Us had its issues. Um, I still loved it anyway. I thought Get Out was pitch perfect. Um, I can't wait to see Nope to see what it's about. So, um, uh, producer Dave, without knowing anything about Nope, is it a movie you think you're going to go see? Very likely. Yeah, because Jordan Peele has just been knocking it out of the park ever since um, he stopped with the Keegan, uh, Key and Peele uh, stuff and he's just started doing his films. I really love his stuff. The other one that is in very, very strong contention that could potentially knock Nope off the, uh, off the list would be Black Adam, which is starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So Black Adam is following in, is, this is DC, so it's completely um, opposite where like enemies, like East Coast, West Coast battle with Marvel and DC, right? So looking at the Shazam um, framework, if you will, Black Adam falls in that territory. So Black Adam, those people who know about the character of Black Adam, he's a he's a, an anti-hero, if you will. Essentially, if I understand this correctly, he basically was Shazam. Sorry, he was Shazam before Shazam was Shazam, if that makes sense. I've said Shazam so many times. Um, so if you saw the Zachary Levi uh, Shazam film, obviously he gets imbued with the power of the wizard Shazam. And so whenever he says the word Shazam, this, um, this teenager turns into this, 30 something year old Superman, right? That's what Shazam is. Um, but obviously before he was imbued with those powers, there was a uh, there was a champion, that's what they call Shazam. There was a champion that came before him and that was Black Adam. However, things happened when Black Adam was made a champion. He sort of turned to the dark side, if you will, sort of crossed my genres or my, uh, my universes. Um, and so that's why he's considered an anti-hero. I believe this film, I don't know much about what is happening in this film. However, I believe this is a film that's basically going to talk about um, Black Adam, how he came into be, how he turned into an anti-hero, and it'll be setting up with 
it, you know, it'd be setting up for the next Shazam film, which is when he's going to come back and they're going to go head to head with Shazam. That's pretty much how the character goes in the cartoons. Um, Producer Dave, did you see Shazam? Are you interested in any of the DCEU output? I like Shazam, so yeah, possibly, yeah. Huh. That's a really endorsement. Yeah, yeah, I like Shazam, so I think I'll go see it. And it's The Rock. I mean, come on. There's nothing I've seen The Rock in that I don't like. I think he's amazing. He's got charisma for years. Uh, so I think he'll, he'll knock it out of the park. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm producer Dave. And we've moved into the month that is my birthday month, September 2022, where we're talking about Rotten Tomatoes uh, article, which is the 46 most anticipated films of 2022. And in my birthday month, the only film that they've listed that is worth you going to watch is Mission Impossible 7, which is Tom Cruise, um, directed by Stephen McQuarrie. He basically, I think he's the one who's now running um, the, the franchise from, I think he jumped on from the fourth movie, I believe. So from four till seven, he's the one who's been directed. Um, he, he's, you know, it's Mission Impossible 7. They've not really said much about what's going on in the plot, but it's basically, essentially, it's Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, doing his death-defying stunts. And it's going to be massive mystery. If you don't know what Mission Impossible is, it's essentially a story where it's a group of, um, of spies. The, 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 mission, the, the Impossible Missions team, IMF. Uh, is, is it IMF? Um, uh, yeah, Mission Impossible Missions Force started off as a TV show way back in the I'm going to say 60s, where yeah. it's, it's an impossible anything that, that needs to be done, but it's impossible. You hire the Impossible Missions Force, and they pick the mission. They go and they do the impossible, essentially. And Tom Cruise has basically been doing a movie, the movies, uh, or movie version of that show for a while. He plays Ethan Hunt. I love the, impossible, the Mission Impossible movies. I'm definitely going to go see it. Producer Dave, will you see Impossible Mission Impossible 7? Um, wow. Really There's appeal. a pause. Really? No. Oh, my. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I was surprised by that. Okay, fair enough. I guess I'll be the only one going to go see that. Uh, then we move swiftly into October, where we have, oh, man, do we have a double punch of movies that I am definitely going to be sitting in and watching is how they do this back to back because if they do, I can just sit there in the cinema and just say, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'll just sit here and watch both of them. The first one is Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania. So it's the, uh, the, the third in the Ant-Man trilogy. Uh, Paul Rudd's coming back in that Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Catherine Newton, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors. So this is, Essentially, the plot from this is the introduction of the character of Kang the Conqueror. Um, those of you who have watched the Loki TV show, you will see, you won't see Kang the Conqueror, but you will see a version of Kang the Conqueror in, at the end of Loki. So he pops up now because the whole idea of this particular character, he, he's, the, uh, he's a sort of time traveling multi-universe um, skipping villain, right? Who basically wants to conquer everything that is there. And there are different version of, versions of him because obviously he travels through time and as such meets different versions, creates multiple versions of himself. And so not necessarily, not all, of, not all of the versions of himself are bad, right? So some are terrible, some are good, some want to 
do different things and someone to control things and so on. So the end of Loki, the TV series, introduces one version of Kang the Conqueror, the character, it's played by Kang the Conqueror. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is the full cinematic introduction of Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. I love Jonathan Majors. I've seen him in Lovecraft Country. Uh, he's been in a number of other things. Saw him recently in the Netflix film, um, The Harder Day Fall, uh, with Idris Elba, Regina King, and a whole bunch of other people. Um, I, 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 I love Jonathan Majors. I think he's gonna be amazing. I think Paul Rudd just, he brings charm and, and humor to everything that he does. So, and it's a Marvel film, so I'm there. Then, um, producer Dave, I'll come back to you. In fact, let me ask you, do you feel you want to go watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Yes, but I think the first priority will be the next film. Would be the next film? That you about to mention. <laughs> the next film on the list. And the next film on the list is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So, Spider-Man, um, the, the, this version of it, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, was it, 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 it was a work of just pure delight. It, it was a, it's an animated film. I've seen it like four or five times already. I think it's just, the voice casting in it is amazing. Uh, the animation itself is just, it, it won the Oscar for, for Best Animated Picture. Um, it is just a great movie all around. And they set it up, obviously, to come back and do, it's very meta as well, because obviously it's Spider-Man, you, know, you have different versions of Spider-Man from the different universes, so the multiverse, all pop in. And I'm talking different versions. You have a noir Spider-Man played by Nicolas Cage. You have a, a pig Spider-Man, a, a spider pig. He pops up in there. <laughs> you get um, a spider, spider, spider Gwen, which is played by Gwen, Sp Gwen Stacy in a different universe. And so on. you get uh, um, Pete, uh, Peter B. Parker, who is basically um, Spider-Man, who's basically let himself go. And he... It, played amazingly by, um, or voiced amazingly by Jake Johnson from New Girl. He's fantastic in it. Um, anyway, tons of, tons of great characters in that first film. So this is the second one. It's across the Spider-Verse and they've labeled it as part one. So it's obviously gonna be, there's gonna be a part two. We'll see how that comes in. So is this one that you feel- Oh, gonna definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Oh, don't, for me, those two tie. I'm definitely going to watch Ant-Man. I'm definitely going to watch Spider-Man. I'm not going to separate the two of them at all. The third one is one when I'm like, is Halloween Ends. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, pops back in. Judy Greer pops back in as well. Um, I, I, <laughs> I like Judy Greer. I do. But it, I'm, I'm only sighing because of what happened in the previous movie, the one that just happened. Uh, but anyway... Halloween ends is coming back. I'm not gonna, there, there's not much on what's happening in that movie, but obviously it's the, it's gonna, it's supposed to be wrapping up the trilogy. And I'm talking about the new rebooted trilogy because Jamie Lee Curtis has been in it. She started off with Halloween, which was a few years ago where she basically tools up and goes against Jason. Then there was the one that happened after that, which is about this, you know, she's in hospital and so on and so forth. And now this is the trilogy that happens. Um, Halloween ends. Producer Dave, is this one that, from my very enthusiastic and riveting uh, review of that film, is that something you're going to go watch? 
Um, all I could say is that I agree that the title is about time. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, possibly not. <laughs> yeah. I'm most likely not going to watch that one. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. I'm producer Dave. And we're going to wrap up our session today uh, by discussing the, uh, the final set of movies that Rotten Tomatoes have deemed as being part of the 46 most anticipated movies of 2022, jumping into the month of November with, again, another DC versus Marvel battle in that month, because the first one that's been listed in November is Flash or The Flash. Uh, Ezra Miller returns as uh, The Flash. Ben Affleck is going to pop up as Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton is also popping up as uh, Batman. Uh, Billy Crudup is, Crudup is popping up as The Flash's dad, as Barry Allen's dad. Um, so essentially, it's going to involve those of you who are familiar with Flash Tale. I believe it's Flashpoint. The Flashpoint storyline is being used, which essentially is where the Flash goes back in time to try and fix something that happens, and he causes an alternate timeline, which is problematic, and so on and so forth. So that's basically what it is. They're going to be different timelines, and so you'll have different people interacting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, producer Dave. The Flash, is that something you want to go see? <clears throat> probably, yes. Probably, yes. Okay, so you go with probably. Now, if there were only one movie in November I would pick, it wouldn't be The Flash. It would be Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, because Marvel comes back with the second in the Black Panther series. Um, Ryan Coogler is directing it, same as he did with the first one. Uh, it stars Letitia Wright, uh, Dinah uh, I keep, I always mispronounce the name. I believe it's Danai, Danai Gurira. I need to hear it being said properly. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o's coming back, Angela Bassett, uh, Winston Duke, Martin Freeman. The one name that's not in there is Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. We know he died uh, yesterday from colon cancer. Not yesterday, last year from colon cancer. Um, huge loss um, for, the, for the role. They haven't said anything about cast so and I, and I think that's the best move they should not should not recast black panther or uh, t'challa they need to just let they, they need to incorporate that into the story as that he's dying they need to do that if they recast and they bring someone in it's going to be terrible there's going to be a huge backlash and so on they're not much in the way of stories uh, as to what's happening in the plot. I hear not just Lupita Nyong'o, um, who's, what's the other lady? Um, Michaela Cole. I believe Michaela Cole has been cast in it as well. So it, it, what is most likely going to happen is when, uh, a battle for who's going to be the next Black Panther. So you're going to have um, uh, Mbaku, played by Winston Duke, who's probably going to come in to want to take the crown. You're going to have Letitia Wright, who's going to be who's Shuri, the sister who's going to want to step up. You might have um, Lupita Nyong'o's character uh, who's going to step up to try and so on. So you'll get all these different people. And I'm thinking Michaela Cole <clears throat> is probably going to be part of the Dora Malaji who's going to want to step up to step into position and take that. I, I think that's what the story is going to go towards. Either way, I'm down Black Panther, Wakanda forever. That's what I'm picking for November. Uh, David Campbell, I don't even need to ask you. That's the movie you're going to go see, correct? Yep, definitely. Fantastic. See, I know you so well. And then wrap up December 
First one is, and this is this is where I give love to DC because we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom starring Jason Momoa, um, the, uh, Patrick Wilson, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, and Tamura Morrison. Amber Heard has been listed in it. However, if you've been following the trades, we don't know if Amber Heard will really be in it or if there's a potential Amelia Clark might step in to replace her. Either way, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's being said. At the moment, it currently stands that Amber Clark, um, uh, Amber Clark, I, I combine the two of them together, Amber Heard will be playing uh, Princess Mira in it. Anyway, it follows Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa. Uh, no more details have been uh, stated about the movie because we still got another year to go for that movie to come out. Aquaman is the one, he's the one member of the Justice League that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Batman fan, but I'm a, I'm a fan of the films. Momoa, I'm a fan of Momoa. I love what he's done with the Aquaman character and I'll pretty much watch Momoa in anything that he does. So I am definitely going to be watching that one. As opposed to Avatar Part 2, Sam Worthington's coming back. Zoe Saldana, she has my heart, she's coming back. Um, Kate Winslet is supposed to be in it. Vin Diesel is supposed to be in it. Michelle Yeoh is supposed to be in it. And it says Sigourney Lee is supposed to be in it, even though well, if you watch the first one, I don't know how they're going to bring her back. But wait, I'm not, I don't know what um, James Cameron is going to do with it, but that's the second one that's in there. I, I'm not as buzzed about Avatar 2 as I am about Aquaman. David Campbell, between the two of them, which one do you think you're going to go watch? Aquaman. Aquaman. There you go. So exactly what I'm thinking. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. Thank, we want to thank you very much for sticking with us this year, uh, 2021, which has been, uh, has, it's had its ups and downs. We don't, I don't know, pretty today, for you, which, which has been a better year, 2020 or 2021? Oh, that's a hard choice. I mean, both have had their, um, both have had their issues. 21 only just slightly marginally edges it out because at least we've been able to go back to the cinema and have a bit more of a life. You know what, I agree. I agree with you 100%. And I think it's the fact that 2020 was a gut punch that we weren't expecting. And as, as, as you said, the entire year, some of us, um, but then 2021, it's kind of like, okay, we took that gut punch, we threw a few more kidney punches. We blocked a few punches. We took a few punches to the face, but we were ready for it. So it was, um, it was, it was it, so I agree. I agree with you. I prefer 2021 over 2020, the year that didn't exist. Uh, but we want to thank all of you for still sticking with us, listening to us as we've been rambling on about um, our favorite movies, TV shows, etc. We hope that you'll stick with us throughout 2022 as well, as we carry on rambling, we'll go through this list again in 2022 and say, did we watch this? Did we watch that? Did we like this? Did we like that? And so on and so forth. Uh, we want to ca carry on thanking Resonance FM for giving us the opportunity to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much been it. So you've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I have been Marcus E. Ako. And I've been producer Dave. Saying thank you all very much for listening. And speak to you in the new year. And Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry New Year! It's Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs>